Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. I'm telling you right now, if these are in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. Don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts who are gonna tell you how it is, give you tips and tricks, and even occasionally bring on a guest that care about supporting you grow your business organically and nurture authentic relationships. Are you ready? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Encounter podcast. Um, Sarah and I are excited to be chatting with you today about building trust with your team members. I know in previous episodes, we did a series on communication and essentially building confidence and trust with your clients. But we also feel like it's super important to build trust with your team members. And that doesn't mean necessarily an independent contractor that works underneath you. Many of us are solopreneurs, mompreneurs, whatever preneur type you are. You may be working on your own for most of the work, but occasionally you have to contract out for social media, for research, setting up your website. Like Those are still considered team members, and you want to make sure that you're communicating well with them so that they may want to work with you again. They'll send you VP business. You know, they love you and want to work again. So we were chatting earlier, and Sarah, you found this mind-blowing statistic. Please, please start the episode with that. Yeah, um, it, it, it's crazy how what the, these numbers are. In the year 2021, 47 million of workers voluntarily quit their jobs. And, and then at the beginning of 2022, I, I believe it was up until February, just, you know, January to February, it was 44 million people that resigned. Do you know why this is? Because of toxic work environments. So I know that we are all small business owners, but at some point we will all grow and expand to which eventually you're going to have to have a team in some capacity in order for you not to have those millions of people, you know, those couple people that you have on your team not to leave you, is to be able to create a positive work environment and not have toxic work environment in which people will feel like they will need to leave. I feel like most of our audience that is hopefully listening is can think of an experience that was immediately, I know I can, of a, a work environment that I was in where I just hated it for one reason or the other. Um, and it's typically because poor communication or unrealistic expectations or honestly double standards, to be completely honest. Um, I, I, my background is in hotel management, event management, and I've worked with many general managers and some of them were amazing. And I was like, man, I can't wait to go to work, which is rare for a 20-year-old something to say. But I love going to work and hanging out with my general manager as I sat in my, not necessarily a cubicle, but basically a cubicle behind the front office and worked on, like, sales and giving tours and whatever else I had to do that day. But then I, I've worked in hotels where the general manager was just awful, to say the least. And it was just, I hated it. I was... I wanted to quit so, so bad, and nothing propelled me into wanting to launch a business and work for myself more than having a, a terrible, air quote, leader um, that wasn't really leading us anywhere. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not good because, you know, in my mind, like I want to create that safe space for people that work with me. You know, I've been in, you know, my past jobs and they were, you know, you think they're good at first and you're loving everything. I mean, yeah, I loved the job that I had at one point and things happen and you start seeing red flags and, and it's just not, it's not good for you as a person. Not one relationship is going to be the same, but in order for you to thrive for your business, you need to build trust with your team members. I think that's an, an like an important piece to remember is that no one, no two people are the same. We may have similar experiences or honestly similar visions of where we want to go, but our path is going to be different, and how we think is going to be different to like achieve it. For I just like how I love bringing on people that are different than me, like. We do Enneagram tests. We do all these personality tests. I'm a nurturer by naturally. Just I want to mother everyone. And sometimes that can be a problem. So I usually hire people that are not like me to help get things done faster or in a more efficient way. I mean, I'm a nerd about logistics, operations, and organizations. I just naturally just see a problem where sometimes people don't see one, but it's nice to have a second or third view on how to grow more efficiently. So I'm, when I hire an assistant, I immediately tell them that they are emboldened to tell me that my process is not working or it's not as seamless as I thought, and this might work better or give them free will to try it out. Let the client know that this is what they're doing, if it's something that they need to know, and then run with it. I want them to grow and like be able to elevate themselves because that ultimately is gonna grow my business. And that's also, again, like fostering the healthy work environment, fostering the, the relationships that you create with your team and as you mentioned, like you want to hire people that are different because everybody has different perspectives and different views on everything. And when you have those differences, and it actually could be a good thing because, you know, yes, you're working towards a common goal, but everybody can chip in and say, hey, like, what if we do it this way? What if we do it that way? And you as the leader, you as a business owner, are actually listening to the people that you work with and you may try out what they are saying, see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then you guys can come back together and figure out a different way to get to that common ground and achieve those goals for the business. 100%. It's been one of my favorite things to see as like since the horrendous supposed 2020 and like the real mind-blowing thing that how like everything that went on in 2020 like a lot of mindsets shifted with how work can be done how to communicate with your team like does everyone need to be in a cubicle space can some people be at home like it i some people can't work from home like they just can't focus they can't like that doesn't work for them but most of us have figured out that we can make it work and balance a lot better from a co-working space or a coffee shop our own desk and thankfully nobody can see that my bed is behind me but like this is my now corner office that I have it's in the corner of my bedroom but we now live in a world where 
the focus is first building relationships and building trust and then welcome welcoming them into our space our businesses and that doesn't happen unless like no one your team isn't going to trust you if you don't first foster an environment for them to see that what you say you're going to do you do and you've created the ability for them to learn so this is where like my logistics and SOP mind itself, like having these things, these layers set up so that they step in on a strong foundation of, all right, this is your role. So bare minimum, I want you to do these tasks and this is how you achieve those tasks so that there's consistency overall. But then they also have the ability to edit that task, to edit that SOP because I am visual, I'm a visual learner. So I will have a video and then a step-by-step -step broken down. So then no matter how they learn, but if maybe there's an upgrade to the system and I haven't updated my SOP yet, well, now they are free to update it or say, hey, this would actually work better this way. I noticed this missing piece. Um, so then now they feel valued and supported. And now I've created a team of quote-unquote salespeople because they're going to talk about how amazing of a company that I am to work with. And people are going to hear that and they're going to want to work with me too. When you had mentioned the SOP and having the freedom for the people that you work with to edit that, that's actually a really good point because everybody, yes, you can have a standard system in place, which will help your team figure out that task. But some, but people work, people work differently. They do things differently and they can come to you and be like, Hey, like, this is how I did it. Like, what are, your, what are your thoughts? Like, they should be able to feel like they can come to you and give you ideas and suggestions on how to do certain aspects. And then, you know, have the open communication and talk with your team. And, and like, they're helping you grow your business. They're definitely working, I guess, with me and not for me. I, let, I, I constantly remind them, like, we're independent contractors. You are not my subordinate. You are an independent person just like myself. I just currently need you to help me survive in my business. But if the role was reversed, like I need to know like what do you need in your business and how can I support you? Like it definitely goes both ways so that productivity is increased on both sides, not just my side. While you're building relationships and creating a safe space in which others will have trust in you, don't be that reason why those million people, those millions of people are leaving the workplace. Yes, obviously, like a lot of us business owners, entrepreneurs do hire out contractors. So this goes for, for the contractors. This goes for freelancers. This goes for em employees, employers. It's an all around common situation because again, like you are, you need to create that space to where you can foster those relationships, people want to actually work with you. We talked a little bit about providing proper, essentially onboarding and training. That's one way to create a safe space. In previous episodes, and maybe we'll link those in the show notes, we've talked about being a leader and how to be a leader in your industry. And that's another way of creating a safe space. If someone's confused or doesn't know which direction to go in, whether it's a team member or a partner in your business it's an amazing opportunity for you to lead them and guide them in the direction that we're going at the same time being a leader 
Sometimes it can be a negative, but most of the time it's a positive of being like holding everyone accountable. That's where project management tools come in and everyone has their assigned task, but they also have a due date and they are, we are trusting them to get it done in a timely manner and correctly. So I'm not going to hover, don't hover over someone and breathe down their necks basically to make sure it gets done. Say, these are the things I need you to do. This is how to do them. Go do whatever it is else that you need to do as the CEO or CFO of your business and then but still hold them accountable. So check in maybe a day or two before and say, hey, don't forget this is due. Or can I get a status report, some sort of update before the client needs it? My favorite thing, especially from the events industry viewpoint, is let everyone have a voice. So we, when I was running events, I always did a check-in with my team afterwards to see like what we did well with um, interacting with vendors or getting everything set up or surrounding the guests during the event and everything else. Um, but also where did we almost fail at and what do we need to do better next time and anything else in between like everyone had the ability to share their opinion their viewpoint and let us know how they needed to be supported the next time we had something big going on i think as we build trust with our team i think the best thing to be mindful of is that your team is working hard on so many things at any given time because if you're a business owner you have more than one big project at a time and most likely they have their hands on many different points of it. So it's important to show like your appreciation and just say thank you for a job well done in a fair and equal way. Um, that's gonna help keep them motivated and productive. It's gonna boost the morale overall and provide them with that sense of security that no matter what the year may bring us with hopefully never another pandemic, but if that does, they know that you have their back in some way, shape, or form of keeping them growing and thriving. Come and interact in the Facebook group. You have access to message Dana or I, and we want to uh, grow with you as well. What is an experience where you felt supported in a work environment? What were your takeaways? What were the benefits of that? Um, make sure to share those in the comments or go to our Facebook page, which will be linked in the show notes, and share it there so that we can see how we can put that into our own businesses. Because like I said, we're all different. So it may be an instance that we never thought about. So share what benefits you got from a positive work environment. With our combined years of experience, we want you to encounter the best of your entrepreneurship journey encourage personal self-education and have weekly inspiration to elevate your business. For more information and where to find us, check out the show notes. If you have something to share or want to be a guest, PM or email us. And we can't thank you enough for being here with us. Until next time.